Coming up on Let's Get to the Points. Some of us were in Singapore Suites recently. How was your flight? Uh, yeah, I... I <laughs> no words, Mitch. A couple things uh, off the top of my head that is probably one of the biggest lavatories I've ever seen. You go in, they have like a little place you could sit down and do your makeup. Did you do your makeup in there? I put on my landing lips before we landed. I went in there and I touched landing them up a little bit. <laughs> Trademark that. Landing, landing lips. <laughs> And later. Next question. They want to know, what is your worst redemption and are you ready to admit it? Okay, so for me, I will say, okay, over 10 years ago, I used 60,000 United Miles to get. <laughs> oh. Oh. So let me explain. No, um, no, no. I, there, no. There's no need to explain. <laughs> now, let's get to the points. From Passion for Points, it's Serena. From Travel Sergeant, it's Miguel. From Nicole's Travel Tips, it's Nicole. And from Seat to a Suite, it's Mitch Shannon. Hi there, and thank you for joining us on Let's Get to the Points audio and video podcast, where we bring you the very best in tips and tricks in the world of miles, points, and travel. I'm Ed Shannon, joined by my co-hosts, who are the brightest and most brilliant experts in everything points, miles, and travel. First up, from Passion for Points, it's Serena. Hi, everyone. From the Travel Sergeant, it's Miguel. Hey, what's up? And from Nicole's Travel Tips, it's Nicole. Hi, everyone. Please help us out by clicking that subscribe button now to our YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and wherever you watch or listen. Also, please give us a like and leave us a comment below and let us know what you think about our show. We really appreciate it. Now it's time to do it. Let's get to the points. All right, another week, we're back for show number 38. Is that right? And I missed the memo. What's up with the red? Oh, yes. If you'll notice, there's a splash of red across your screen. And that's because we are celebrating Lunar New Year. So Happy New Year to all of you who are celebrating. It is the year of the dragon. And the color red signifies good fortune and good luck. So good luck to all of you and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Good luck. Maybe, Mitch, you can, like, splash some red on yourself or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll find a little graphic and put some red around me somewhere, right? Well, let's get things started tonight, and we're going to start with our partner, Spotlight, and that is our good friends at Card Pointers. And I love this app simply for the fact that you can link all these American Express offers and get them on all your Amex cards. It's great. And we've got a really good offer for everyone, too, Serena. That's right. So. I've talked about it before how I love card pointers because it allows you to add Amex offers to every single one of the cards that has it. You don't have to pick just one card. It'll add it to all of them that has that offer. So recently I took advantage of this because there was an AT&T fiber offer on my cards. If you spend $50 on AT&T fiber, I get $50 back. And I had this on six of my cards. So what I did is card pointers added it to all six of my cards. And then I prepaid my AT&T fiber bill $50 on each of these cards. And then I saw the credit back on my card. So that's $300 of savings. Right now, the lifetime pricing for Card Pointers Plus with our discount is $130. And by using this one Amex offer on AT&T Fiber, I more than made up for the cost of Card Pointers Plus. So if you haven't used it yet, it's definitely something that I think you should take a look at. So on our website at letsgettothepoints.com, we have a link to card pointers if you'd like to take a look and sign up. We will also 
also include a link to Card Pointers in the show notes below. Card Pointers app is great, and we got a really good discount too, so give that a look as well. So since I'm not wearing red right now, can I make it up later at our meetup? Am I allowed to do that, Serena? <laughs> yes. So tomorrow, <laughs> Saturday, February 10th, is the start of Lunar New Year. And so, Mitch, you and I are celebrating by going to this meetup that we have in L.A., right? Yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm a little nervous, too, because it's been a while <laughs> since I've done a meetup. But you were the queen of meetups. I'm not. <laughs> well, I think they're really fun. Oh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I've had a couple of people reach out on uh, social media, on Instagram and everything that say they're coming. And what's great about these is it's building a community. And I love that the people come and they share their stories about travel and how they spend their points because I learned a lot from them too. So I really appreciate that. But what I'm really looking forward to is spending some time with you and Ben from Ben's Big Deal. It's just going to be a lot of fun for all of us. It will be. We communicate with a lot of our friends and followers in our DMs. And so it will be really fun to put a face behind the names on these Instagram accounts. So I'm really looking forward to meeting all of you. One of our followers asked, am I going to give away a pair of pajamas that I had for my recent trip? <laughs> That's a good idea. It is a good idea. I think yeah. I'm going to have to do that, right? Yeah. We're excited. Hopefully you get to come out and spend some time with us. That would be really fun. And Nicole, you're going to be doing a meetup too, right? Yes. We have the, I guess maybe it's the West Coast versus the East Coast. Mm, West so Coast, they, Best Coast. Yeah, that's right. I don't know about that. Maybe for rap music, but for meetups, we'll have to see. <laughs> so we're also hosting a meetup in Fort Lauderdale on the 24th of February. We have a couple of Miami points and miles people meeting up. We have fly with points. We even have Jeannie from the Brady Bunch, travel points and views and Sandy's points of view. And a couple of other local points and miles people from the Miami and South Florida area will be meeting in Fort Lauderdale on February the 24th. So if you're in the area, send any one of us a message and we'll send you the details on our location. I hope to see some of you guys there. Yeah, you're right, guys. It really brings it together when you get to meet these people in person. And just some things you can't share online that you get to talk to each other about. That's really what the community is about. And you get to learn a lot of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Juicy stuff, right? Juicy stuff. Yeah. The juice First is good. Glass pajama stuff. Oh, are you going to give away some pajamas? I only have one pair, but I could give away some Lalabo. <laughs> <laughs> lots of that. Well, that's a lot of fun. So if anyone wants more information about that, they can reach out to you through your DMs or you can get to us on letsgettothepoints.com on our Instagram as well. So for those people that are antisocial and they just don't want to go out, there's another option, right, Miguel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go out. I just can't right now. I have a lot of work travel coming up. But yeah, I guess you could have a virtual meetup. I have a Discord server where, you know, there's a few of us in there and we're always, it's like a big group chat of a bunch of friends that, you know, share the same interests and stuff. And it's really great. And uh, getting data points of, you know, how, how long did it take for you to get your points on this? Or how was this hotel? Has anybody stayed at this hotel recommendations? And it's it's been really great. So if you want to join, we'll have a link down in the show notes as well. Yeah. This is a hot channel to be in. I'm telling you right Fire. now. Yes. Fire. My phone is blowing up all the time, but I love it. All the stuff that I see in there. You got some good scoops going on there, Miguel. Yeah. Some of these deals you can't find anywhere else. And we're the first to know about it. So like, you definitely want to take the time to join this discord. We'll put a link down in the show notes for the link to the discord. 
There's a public channel in there, but there are some private channels and those do require a premium membership, but there is a trial. You can activate a free trial and check it out. And if you see what you like, you can join. If not, you can cancel for free. You will like what you see, I guarantee. Yeah, no one's canceling. No one's canceling. <laughs> <laughs> so what are those topics that you've kind of been discussing in your Discord channel has been about these 1099s that are coming in the mail and it's for referral bonuses. And I just don't like that. Tax time of the year, it, it can be very difficult. So it's tax season and some of us have started getting these form 1099 from the banks. The banks will issue these forms to you for you to report income on your taxes for any referral bonuses and any bank bonuses when you open a new checking account and you get a bonus for that. So you shouldn't get any for your sign up bonus. That's considered a rebate. But if you referred friends or family to a card and you got a bonus, you're probably going to get one of these forms. Normally they don't issue these until you reach at least $600 in a calendar year. But this year we've seen Chase send out these forms for people who even earned 40,000 points at a rate of $400. The banks normally value each point at one cent per point. So that's how they determine how much taxable income you need to add to your income tax return. Oh, that's dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I need yeah. to check my mail and I got to see if I got one from Chase. I know Nicole's been getting quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good problem to have, I think. No one wants to pay taxes on them, but I think back to all the Grand Hyatts that I've stayed at. Oh, wait, that first class flight that I took. Oh, <laughs> I guess I'll pay the government some of his money. I want people to keep in mind that while these referral bonuses are coming in, we're enjoying these, they are considered taxable income. So check with your tax professional on how to handle this properly because we are not tax professionals, but we do know that we are going to have to pay taxes on these. So check with your accountant to see how to handle them properly. And if your tax professional happens to be TurboTax or TaxAct or one of these softwares, check CardPointers to see if there's an Amex offer because I've seen them out there where you get some cash back for paying for some of these softwares with your... Uh, Amex cards. So yeah, I did miss one of those offers. Like it was loaded on my card and then I picked the wrong card to pay. Oh dear. <laughs> it happens. Another $30, yeah. but you can't win them all. Always double check the offers on your card before you make a purchase because you don't want to miss out on these freebies that they have available to you. But the other benefits of using your credit cards is sometimes you get to travel in these premium premium suites. Like, I don't know, some of us were in Singapore suites recently. <laughs> A380 suite, I, I might add. I, my apologies, my humble apologies. <laughs> <laughs> it was seat to a suite and a suite in the air. That's right. This is true. <laughs> Tell oh, yeah. us, Mitch, how... How was your flight? Yeah, we're back from our trip to Melbourne, Australia, and we took the long way back. Next week, I can talk about our flights, about how bad they were on American Airlines, but I don't Ooh, want to think about that right now. I like it. <laughs> I want to relive the moment of pure bliss yes. on board Singapore Airlines first class suite. So we basically copied what Miguel did. Was it about two months ago? I think you did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I great i can't <laughs> no words mitch no words speechless that's right um wow. this is the first time we've done a first class international product since pre-covid so it's kind of been a while since we've done that and it made me fall in love with singapore all over again singapore oh. airlines yeah they were so good to us it was an incredible flight it was magical it was there's so many things i want to say about it and i don't know if we have enough time but <laughs> oh, wow okay 
Well, I saw those bears that you got. Isn't that cool? Get bears. Very cool. I know. Oh, you didn't get a bear. Not get bears. No. I have to go do it again. <laughs> oh, oh we got two. the special limited edition Disney 100 plus anniversary. I think it was for Singapore. They had it at the Jewel in Changi a couple months ago when I went. But yeah, we got some exclusive bears. I think for that flight. Did you get any forks or any napkins? <laughs> <laughs> Blanket. The good stuff. <laughs> the good stuff, right? The stuff that's not nailed down, right? That right, stuff. right, 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 right. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. Okay, so first off, I'll start with the redemption. Miguel, you talked about this. So we paid 58,500 Chris Flyer points for each person, and it was about 96 Singaporean dollars or about 72 US dollars in taxes and fees. And the flight time was five and a half hours. And if I had one complaint, it's that the flight was way too short. Oh, I bet. Mm-hmm. A couple things uh, off the top of my head that I really loved about this flight. Now, I know it was a little different for you, Miguel, because you only had the suite for yourself, but they were able to put the divider down for Polarit and I, and it completely opened that space up, and it was massive. It was probably bigger than our first apartment that we ever had <laughs> <laughs> on an airplane. And the other thing, too, is it wasn't that full. There were four out of the six seats taken, and they had two lavatories. And the one on aircraft right is probably one of the biggest lavatories I've ever seen. So you go in, and probably the cleanest, too. You go in, they had like a little place you could sit down and do your makeup. If you do makeup, they had the whole back half was for the toilet, and it was just so clean. I've never seen a lavatory this clean on board on a plane. It was immaculate. That is a beautiful, beautiful bathroom. Yeah. There were two, but the one on the right was huge. You used that one, right, Miguel? So I actually went into both because I wanted to compare, but the one on the right is just, it's really the be most beautiful bathroom you'll find in an airplane. There is no shower, so that's thats a downside maybe to some people. I really don't care, especially on a six-hour flight. I didn't need a shower. Maybe if it was 12 hours, I would have liked it, but it's a very beautiful bathroom. So I showed my daughter the pictures she's like oh my god i could do my makeup there <laughs> like it's it's so well lit you know they have all these mirrors and yeah it's nice and then there's facial mist so mitch did you do your makeup in there i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i put on my landing lips before we landed i went in there and i touched landing them up a little bit <laughs> please trademark that landing, landing lips <laughs> Oh my God, I see myself doing it now on every flight. <laughs> Landing lips. Oh, there, but yeah, oh, there were so many things that I just loved about that. It, it, you know, the bed, the double bed, just kind of lay in there a little bit. I kind of dozed off a little bit for a while watching TV. I will agree with you, Miguel. I remember you talking about the seat and how it was a little uncomfortable. I agree with you. However, what I will say is we've been flying a lot of business class products, and I don't know about you guys, but I feel like when I'm in those business class seats, I know, first world problems here, I feel like I get so tangled up in this stuff, like the blanket and the wires and the headphones, and it's like you try to move, and it's just all around you, and it's hard to get rid of that stuff. I know how to fix that, Mitch. I know how to fix that. Fly spirit. <laughs> We don't have that problem on spirit. <laughs> spirit, right? What was great about Singapore is I could get up out of my seat, I could walk around, and I wasn't contained by any of the wires. I could move freely. The blanket wasn't covering me up. There was so much space to get up and move around. And that's what I really appreciated about 
the suite itself was all the space. It looked very spacious. And when the divider comes down, it turns into a real double bed, right? Yeah. So when they put the divider down, so we first boarded. And once we boarded, they're like, oh, you're traveling together because we were on separate reservations. And they go, you're traveling together? Yeah. She goes, she walked over, put it down. And it was just like this moment <laughs> when it came down. The heavens parted. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they, they did. And it was great. So to answer your question, yeah, there was a little thing in the middle. Uh, it was a little hard. It was like the divider, but they put like a little pad type thing over it. But yeah, it was a double bed that you could freely lay there with your P2, whoever you're traveling with. I'm very excited to say I can add to this conversation now, you know, after um, my E-class experience. <laughs> Why do I have to talk and, about every single episode? <laughs> I mean, it's the one experience I have, okay, Serena? I'm going to leave it forever. You're going to hear about it every episode. Oh, God. <laughs> you have to find me another one, and then I can talk about that one. So it's the same thing on Etihad, except the divider doesn't go all the way down in the bed. So Nyla and I were sharing two apartments together, and basically half of the bed had the divider and they drop that and they also put the pad in the middle to kind of cover up the divider but just that little bit opens up the space and makes it feel so much bigger so if you are traveling with a companion and you have that opportunity i mean hopefully you like your companion the divider just you know opens up the space so much more i think i'm about to become serena's new favorite let's get to the points team member right now because i think i have to say I've flown Etihad first class. I've flown the new Singapore first class. And I think I much prefer the Singapore first class over Etihad. Thank you. Yes. Oh Regardless you. of the shower, regard <laughs> I, it, yeah, yeah. So we got a uh, two versus two here. <laughs> Thank you, Miguel. Thank you. East Coast mm. versus West. Well, you're in the middle, so I don't know. Well, let me let me get on Singapore suites, and then you know, then I'll let you know. One of my favorite moments of the entire flight was right in the beginning, as we were sitting down, we were getting comfortable. The flight attendant, she came in, and I'll show the video here. It was truly a crazy rich Asian moment and she comes in and she says all right so you want to change to something more comfortable you have the sleeper suit would you like to change into something more comfortable <laughs> and of course you had hearts in your eyes <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like i'm living the movie right now there you go so and the pajamas were great the suite you had in singapore suites very conducive to joining the Mile High Club, right? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, you probably could. I don't know if you'd want to, but you probably could, yeah. The thing with Singapore, I will say, is the if there is a negative, which I don't think it's a negative, but if there is, it's like, I feel like every time I turn around, they're like, oh, can I get you something else? It's like they're right there waiting, you yeah, know, for you to turn very around. Very attentive. Very attentive. So I don't know if the Mile High Club thing would be advising to do that but you'd have to be very quick yeah you would have to be yes. <laughs> yes. quick and dirty you know me <laughs> Oh. Next time then, Mitch. Maybe maybe an Etihad. Maybe. So actually, just FYI, on Emirates First Class, on their A380, the bathroom, which has a shower, if you right above the door, it says maximum occupancy two. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Duly noted. I think one of us needs to do that. Test that out. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it was great getting to fly Singapore again, especially their first class, because the last time we flew it, it was their old product downstairs on the A380. And I think they've just really revamped it, you know, moving it upstairs, giving all the space to the suites and everything. The other thing that I will say that I agree with you about, Miguel, is the lounge, the private room. I don't think you need to spend a lot of time in there. We were in there for about two hours. That was enough. You know, you go in there for a meal and you're good. So I completely agree with you on that, Miguel. Get a meal, move on. There's not a lot going on in there. So you're saying if we do it the other way from Delhi to Singapore, that's okay too. I think the only thing to consider is the time because I think the, the Delhi to Singapore like leaves later in the night. And sometimes when you do overnight flights, it's not the same level of service for the food and everything. So that's just the only thing that I considered as far as what time does the, the flight take off. But that also means there's no attentive eyes watching. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I guess she will report back. I'm, I'm just, you know, giving everybody all their options. <laughs> you want to mint some new members in that Mile High Club. I think I that's what that. it is. Leave it in the comments <laughs> if this is something you would consider joining. Or maybe you have joined already. Who knows? So, Mitch, was the cabin full? And I'm wondering how hard it was to get you and Polrit together in the suites that could combine together. Yeah, so the first class suites cabin on board the A380 has a total of six seats. And on our flight, only four were occupied and we were two of the four. I had transferred a bunch of points over to Chris Flyer, uh, Singapore's award program. About a year or so ago, I had to cancel an award and I kind of had them already in there. When I went to look for this space, inspired by Miguel, by the way, after his trip, I found one seat available. And because, you know, Polrit is the priority of my life, I booked him first and I booked me in business. I'm not sure I would do the same. <laughs> that says a lot about your character. He's a better person than you, Serena. He is. He really is. So I, after I had booked me in business, I had started just stalking the award availability. And what I did is I had enough points to put another reservation on wait list. Now, Singapore wait lists, they're kind of hit or miss. And I kind of been monitoring it and watching it. And I've seen they've kind of been clearing and releasing more seats. Probably, I want to say if I remember correctly, it was about two weeks later, we got the notification that my wait list had cleared. So I just had to pay the difference. I think it was like $25 for the change fee to move from business to move up to first. And I think it was about an additional 15,000 points. I don't really remember because I was just so excited that the two of us could travel together. And it's just like, take all my points, take my money. I want us to be together in the suites cabin. That's kind of how it all worked out. Yeah, that's still on my bucket list. At least to do it with, with my wife because, and I said this before in the other, in the previous episode it wasn't that great but if you're traveling with a companion or doing a very special trip yeah i think it definitely be worth it because opening up that divider is is a whole nother level to having that much space so mitch did you book the cook or what did you what did you eat what did you have on board yeah so i booked the cook you know this miguel they have this extensive menu and it's a little overwhelming when you look at this menu online you had mentioned that before so i kind of went in there and I, I looked it over a little bit i went for the chicken rice and i try to eat healthy when i eat proteins and meats so i was surprised they had the white breast meat for the chicken rice as an option so that's what i selected delicious. I loved it. It was really good. The plate was huge. They really loaded it up with some chicken rice on there for me. So you didn't have enough chicken rice at the hawker centers and you, you <laughs> had to have one more. <laughs> Our farewell song as we leave Singapore, the last chicken and rice. Yeah. And I think Liz is going to be a little jealous of the bears that we got for Disney. And you put up a, a picture or video up on the she screen. So, so 
so everybody can see the, the bears. Yes, I want her to see these because I know she loves Disney and I was thinking of her as we got these. So I asked for an extra pair and they didn't have them. So I tried Liz. I tried really hard. I think I'm going to have to book it for the for the for the bear. For the Looking bear. for the bear. <laughs> Do it for the bear. So I showed my daughter your footage from Singapore Suites, and the first thing she said was, oh, that's what Mr. Beast flew. <laughs> Ooh, so that so means you're even, up there, Mitch. Even kids know what Singapore <laughs> Suites is. <laughs> she is a Mr. Beast fan, isn't she? Yeah, they watch all his videos. She watches right. ours too. Right after Mr. Beast. Right. <laughs> Mitch, were there any cool desserts on your flight? Anything tasty? Cool desserts. I'm trying to remember. What do we have? I really can't remember the desserts. And the reason why is there was a lot of Krug at that point. Uh, <laughs> of course there was. Look, all I'm going to say at this point is the Krug was so good. I We probably finished a bottle or two. And then when we were flying on American, we boarded American. I'll talk about this later, but the champagne was so bad. I had one sip and I'm like, I can't have any more of this. It's just horrible. So. My palate will not allow for it. <laughs> That's right. Horrible champagne on American, but the Krug, yeah, several bottles. That happened to me once on United. I, I don't know what they served me, and it's when they were still serving the, the plastic cups. I'm not picky at all. If I go to a restaurant and sometimes they get the wrong order or I said no onions and there's onions, I don't care. I'll just take it out. I'm not going to send anything back. But this was one of the few times where they gave me the champagne in a plastic cup and I took a sip and I said, I can't drink this. And I, I made him take it back. <laughs> Wait, where was this? That was United. But that's one reason you can't really compare U.S. carriers with Middle Eastern carriers or Asian carriers because there's really no comparison for these international flights. I, I remember asking a question on your Discord channel. Like I had two options to pick on our trip coming back from Japan. Should I take a more direct flight with American Airlines or take a flight that has more connection on JAL? And resoundingly, the members were like, no, you need to take the JAL. Doesn't matter yeah. how many stops. Everybody the said, no, you don't, you don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm making four stops then. But JAL it is. <laughs> Wait, one more question. One more question with the food. Did you get caviar? Because I didn't. And I don't know if they serve it like on that short of a route. And it was just my flight that didn't get it. Did, did you get any caviar? Great question, because I remember you saying, because I think I asked you the same question. Did you get caviar? And we didn't get caviar either. And I asked and they said not on that route because the length and the distance is not considered for caviar. But they do the saute. You got the saute, right? Yes. Yeah. So I guess they just do the little appetizer, but they don't do the caviar on that flight. It's got to be a little longer is what I understood. But a little longer, it's not going to be 58,000 points. This is true. <laughs> That's right. So you got to, yeah, this yep. is a, a great deal for, for what it costs at the saver rate. Yeah. We were talking to the flight attendant. She said one of the longest routes on the A380, I think, is Singapore, London. In my mind, I'm like, okay, I got to check availability. I got to see how many points that is because I want to do that flight. Was it like 200 plus? <laughs> oh, I'm sure easily, right? That's like a 14, 13 hour flight. You've inspired me, Mitch. Well, I have to say, Serena, I have to give you a little nod because the entire time we were coming back home from our Singapore flight, then we went to British Airways, then we went to American. <laughs> it just kept getting worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> you were in my head the entire time because I forget what episode it was, but you say always go with the international carrier with yeah. when possible. Yeah. And that's all that was in my head is like, Serena knows, Serena's right. <laughs> Listen to Serena the entire time. Direct flight, American Airlines, no. <laughs> Couple of stops, Japan Airlines, yes. 
So next week, we can talk about how bad American Airlines was and how you go on a seven-hour flight without the in-flight entertainment working and oh, what gosh. happens. It was really bad. But we'll talk about that later. Let us know in the comments what you think about Mitch's flight. Would you fly this for 58,000 points? Let us know in the comments. And now it's time to move on to our weekly recap. All right, it's now time for our weekly recap where we share our tips and insider lessons with you from the stuff that we've recently booked. So we're going to start with Serena, and I think you have a lot of unfinished business with our viewers and listeners about what happened a couple of weeks ago about which flight you should book. So what happened? That's right. So two weeks ago, I posed a question to our audience, whether I should fly nonstop in economy from Hong Kong to Okinawa, or if I should fly the long way in business class with a layover in Taipei before going to Okinawa. And I want to thank our audience because many of you responded and put comments in and it was unanimous. So... Thank you for commenting, and... What is it? What did you book? Drum roll, please. Yeah. <laughs> Survey says... <laughs> I will take the nonstop from Hong Kong to Okinawa, as all of the viewers have recommended. And it's so funny how our viewers want me to take the nonstop in economy, but my co-hosts all want me to fly in business class the long way. Mitch, Nicole, Miguel, you guys are crazy. And I'm so glad that I have you, the viewers, to knock some sense into me. Thank you. I think I'm going to go on record. I disagree with all the listeners and the viewers. I think you're making the wrong decision. As long as it's not by the back with the lav, then you should be fine. So I'm going to book it with Hong Kong Airlines. It's going to be about $200 a person. But I have decided that I am going to come back to Taipei from Okinawa in business class on China Airlines. I couldn't resist that. It was actually very cheap, too. It's only 10,000 flying blue miles per person in business class for that short trip. And we still get a lounge, right? I'm sure we do. I knew the lounge lizard would make an appearance today. <laughs> <laughs> So what does Parker think about this? Oh, you know, it's so funny. We were at some friend's house, the ones that we're going to meet in China. I told them about my options and my husband said, oh, let's just get there. And I was shocked. I was wow. like, don't you need leg room? You're 6'3". <laughs> but he's okay just going, getting there quickly. But I am excited about the new Galactic Lounge that is opening in Terminal 2 in the Taipei Airport. And this is for those of us who are flying Starlux back to the U.S. And I know Mitch and Miguel are also excited about this, right? Yes. So explain it a little bit because I kind of went down one of those rabbit holes on Flyer Talk as I was doing my research about this. So they have a lounge now, but you can't really use it, but they're going to have another one. They did have a lounge. It was called the Galactic Lounge, and I believe it was in Terminal 1. However, you still had to go to Terminal 2 to take your flight back to the U.S. So now they have this lounge in Terminal 2, specifically for those of us who are flying back to the U.S. So it's more convenient. It's brand new. It's very Star Wars-y. I think it'll be fun for us. The other thing is that the previous lounge that they have would close at about 7 p.m. at night. And the flights back to the U.S. to L.A. and to San Francisco they didn't fly out to like 11 p.m. So there's really no way for you to even check that out before your flight because it was too early. I'm excited that this is opening just in time for my flight in a couple months because the hours for this new lounge, they're not going to close until about 11.30 p.m., which is when the flights would leave anyway. So I'm excited about this lounge too. I'm going to have a very long layover by the time I get. I'm going to arrive in Taipei the same day and my flight's 
going to be pretty late. I'm actually hoping to change my flight to the one that flies to SFO instead of LAX. I'm thinking of whether I should stick around in the lounge or whether I should go explore in Taipei. So if the food is good, I'm going to stick in the lounge. If it's not, I'm probably going to head out to the city. And the great thing is this lounge has lockers too. Yeah, Serena, I think I'm going to miss you by about a day. I think my flight is a day after yours on Starlux out of Taipei and we're flying there from Japan. And I know I had already booked all the hotels and all that, but I did a little shuffling around and I switched some stuff around. So I ended up booking the Ritz-Carlton in Osaka for one night and the Ritz-Carlton in Kyoto for one night. Why? I don't know. YOLO because the Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> so last year we stayed at the Ritz-Carlton in Tokyo. So it just made sense to try out a couple of the other ones that they have in Japan. It's the Ritz trifecta of Japan. So the one in Osaka actually has decent rates. I think they're going for about $400. So we needed two rooms. I booked one room under my wife's name and we're using her $200 Fine Hotels and Resorts credit with their Amex Platinums. So that came out to about half price. Because we booked under the Fine Hotels and Resorts, we'll have $100 credit. And the other room, I booked it under a Virtuoso rate. So I'm a travel advisor that can book rates with Virtuoso, Hyatt Privé, Marriott Stars, and Luminous. And these, all these programs pretty much have the same benefits as the Amex Fine Hotels and Resorts, where you get some type of property credit, upgrades if available. You get free breakfast for two. You get early check-in and late checkout if available. But so it's pretty much like having elite status benefit without having the elite status. But this only works on paid cash days. So I did the other room under virtual, so using my travel advisor account. By the way, if anybody's interested in booking these type of rates, you can reach out to me and I'll and I'll get back to you. And then the Ritz-Carlton in Kyoto, I booked that with Marriott points. The rate there was about $1,200 a night, but I was able to book it for 96,000 points, Marriott points. I got two rooms for one night. It's just one night, but you know what? Whatever. YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> You know, I remember at the Ritz in Tokyo, you ran into Colin Farrell. So I'm excited yeah. to see if you run into any celebrities at these Ritzes. All I needed for me to shuffle around was the okay for my wife. At first, I didn't want to move around too much. But once I kind of tested the waters and asked her, she said, whatever, I'll trust you. I said, say less. So we're switching hotels from say one to the other. Best. We're going to try them all out and uh, report back. You know, this will be the battle of the Ritz Carlton's in Japan and, and see which one's the best one. Yeah. God, I can't mm. wait. To, I'm so excited for this trip. You might turn Nicole into a Marriott fan. <laughs> That's pushing it. That's pushing it. <laughs> you never know. You know what they say? Once you go, Marriott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Miguel, tell us. What did they say? <laughs> you get Bond Void? Is that what it is? <laughs> And that's big. You got to buy in from your wife, too. That's that's huge. But I think what really sold her is the first hotel we're staying at, it's a courtyard in Osaka. The, the day we land there, they have free ramen at 10 p.m. They call it bedtime ramen, and you can go get free ramen. So we're going to arrive there late that evening and go have some free ramen in the hotel restaurant. How did you know about that? I actually saw a review on uh, Prince of Travel, and they were there just last year. And it's something... That was just interesting because I'd never, you know, seen or heard anything about free ramen. Like, I, we love ramen in this house. You probably don't have very good ramen in El Paso, huh? <laughs> Eat it all in Japan. I mean, we think we do. You know, yeah, it's not, it doesn't compare to what we had in, in Japan. So we're excited to go back and have ramen every day. So I know Mitch didn't have a really good experience on AA, on the hard products, but I have some good news about the soft products and the service at AA. I am inspired by all of you here and we are planning a trip to Japan. 
So I've set one of my multiple alarms for when the calendar opens up so we can book during the Christmas break. We found availability from Dallas-Fort Worth to Haneda, but they would not let me book it for 35,000 points if we're flying from Miami. So I'm like, whatever, I'm going to book that leg and then figure it out. And Miguel was trying to help me attach the Miami to DFW, but at the time there was no availability. Nothing popped up. And then I was talking to the people from points to possibilities, and they were giving me the exact verbiage I needed to use when calling AA to add an additional leg to my flight. So I called the first time, the lady's like, I've worked here 18 years. We can't do that. Hung up, call again. Spoke to another lady. She was like, ma'am, no, that's not possible, but I can book you the extra leg. It's going to cost you 110,000 points per person. I was like, hang up. <laughs> no. And so I had my flight on hold from DFW to Haneda. I didn't want the seat to sell out. So I just went ahead and booked that. When I called to take it off hold, the agent was like, okay, I took your credit card information. Now we have to request the seat. I was like, what do you mean you have to request the seat? No one's going to take my seat, right? Cause there's no more seats on this. She goes, no, 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 it's fine. We just have to contact Jal. You are going to get an email in about 24 hours. And I was like, so I'm not going to know if I have a seat for 24 hours. She says maximum 24 hours, low and behold, in about an hour, I got the email saying that your flight had been confirmed, it had been ticketed, and you're booked. I'm like, perfect. A few days went by and I got a notification that there was availability from Miami to DFW with Saver Space. I called AA. The first person didn't know how to do it. The second person, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to turn on my charm. Hi, how are you doing today? Are you having a great day? How's the weather where you are? The person lit up and I was, I explained to him what I needed to do. He goes, I have never done that before, but I will check for you. He contacted the ticketing department and they were like, yes, we can do that. Make sure when you call to have this done, you tell them not to cancel your original booking, but you want to add an additional leg. He told me that the terminology you need to use when contacting AA is that you want to reinstate and claim on your ticket. So what they'll do is they're going to refund you temporarily all the points and then withdraw them to add the leg to your original ticket. Long story short, I am now flying on one ticket from Miami to DFW, DFW to Haneda for 35,000 points and a couple of dollars in taxes and fees. Great job, Nicole. That sounds great. So excited. And, and, and she can't hide it. And they have the Capital One Lounge there. Oh, Nyla already scooped that out. She was like, okay, great. We're going to the Capital. I'm like, but our flight leaves at 10 a.m. So you have to get up really early, eat the free breakfast at Hyatt, and then go to Capital One. She goes, done. It's great because our flight's at 10 p.m. We can go to work. We can go to school and then travel at night. So it worked out perfectly. I just love how after you flew first class, you're okay flying economy, even yeah. if it's for 14 hours. That's that's refreshing to hear. I'm not sure <laughs> I could do the same the right thing. That's <laughs> so refreshing. I don't think I could do it, uh, Yeah, but I that's mean, amazing. The, the other option was I could have booked business class for all four of us to go, but then we couldn't get home. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think you should have done that, you know, because now it's going to make you grind harder, earn more mm. points to get you back home. Uh, that's what I would have gotten. I said, you know what? I have to figure it out. There's no way we can't come back home. Let me figure this out. Miguel likes the challenge. I am looking for a flight home the same route. We are going to do 
South Korea to Haneda, Haneda back to ORD, and then hopefully I can add the leg from ORD to Miami. And you have that booked already. No, the calendar on American Airlines hasn't opened up yet and we're looking for early January. So right now it's about late December. So I got about a week and a half to go. Yeah, so tip for everybody out there, Japan is a hot, hot destination. People are just snapping up those award tickets. So the farther in advance that you can plan, the better, even for economy. Make sure you set an alarm. So right after you get up and brush your teeth, you check seats.arrow for availability for your flights. And how many alerts do you have for that setup? Thankfully, seats.arrow doesn't limit me on alerts. So let's say about an F ton. I've got 5,200 alerts on seats.arrow right no, now. No, no. Impossible. <laughs> yes. Impossible. Oh my God, 5,200. I, I saw that and I was like, wow. <laughs> I need proof. I need you to put it on the screen. So I have like three. <laughs> Oh. Everything gets thrown on it. Well, it's good to know that you could put 5,000 plus alerts. <laughs> I've proven it. All right, so I can't wait for you guys to go to Japan. Give me all the scoop, all the detail, where to stay, and especially, Miguel, how to travel with the family, the kids, and the teenagers. Yeah, we are really looking forward to this trip. We're like, everybody's super excited about the flights, the hotels, the Disney, of course, Disney. <laughs> Disney's probably like <laughs> priority up here. And Starlux is down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except for the boba, but this is Starlux and then the boba in Starbucks is up here. <laughs> but what I'm really excited about is right now that we move on to Nicole's wins and losses. What wins and losses do you have for us this week? First, I want to say I'm so excited because this is really picking up. People are really getting into sharing the great things that are happening to them in travel and also some of the lessons that they've learned so that someone else doesn't make the same mistake. This week, we have a fellow Jamaican on here. Her name is Yardy Girl. Yardy Girl says she finally booked the free cruises that she got from status matching in Vegas. Amanda Exploring says she booked, you're gonna love this one, Serena, a bucket list Park Hyatt. Which one? I don't know. Maybe she watched her episode and she picked up one from over there. And that's <laughs> Maybe. On I gotta ask her. Sierra Travelfy flew back from Japan in Polaris. So that's another way to get back from Japan. Wanda Rio booked her first Christmas market for 2024. Lisa Bonita was approved for the Amex Business Goal and will finally be earning some MR points. Just in time before that annual fee goes up. <laughs> yes, that's right. perfect yeah. timing, yes. All right, one of her super fans is back. Choose to explore. Oh, yay. yay. So Chu has been doing very well and a tourism board wants to work with him. Oh my gosh. But unfortunately, so with his awesome. busy travel schedule, he can't seem to fit it in. But send him my way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. Tell, we'll take tell it him too. I'll do it. <laughs> the Let's Get to the Points team will show up on location if you can't make it. De please delegate that to us. We'll take care of it. I'm sure more opportunities will pop up soon. Please, please keep sending us your wins and losses. We love to hear from you. We learn so much from you and we love sharing them on the podcast. Keep sending them in. We'll see you next week, Monday, for more wins and losses. Hey guys, my name is Andrea from Miami. I love the show. Thank you so much for answering my question. So my question is about my honeymoon in Hawaii. We're getting married on May 4th. So may the 4th be with you. And I'm using all the wedding costs to meet the minimum spend on the cards that I've recently gotten. I have 160,000 chase points 
and 80,000 Capital One points. What do you think is the best way slash value to use these points for a great honeymoon in Hawaii? I'm new to points and miles, so any help is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Hi, Andrea. And first off, we just want to say may the fourth be with you as well from all of us. We are all excited about your upcoming honeymoon to Hawaii. And second, just want to say what a great strategy you had using some of that spending to meet some of those new card sign-up bonuses. Excellent move for being new to points and miles. So first off, we got to get you there, right? So my advice is going to be being in South Florida, it's somewhat hard to find the non-stops from your area. So since you got a stash a nice stash of Chase and Capital One points, I'd look into British Airways for an award ticket on American or Alaska. Now, if you can get to the West Coast, you can find a round-trip award ticket in economy for around 32,000 British Airways Avios, which that's not bad at all. Now, remember, both Chase and Capital One transfer to Avios as well, and it's going to be a little bit more in pricing if you're traveling from Florida as well. Also, I want to say take a look at Southwest. Since you got the Chase points, what's even more attractive with Southwest is they have a bunch of inner island flights around Hawaii. So it is your honeymoon, right? And if you wanted to island hop around to all the great Hyatt properties over there, you can do that for relatively cheap redemptions as well. Serena, what do you got? Hi, Andrea, and congratulations on your upcoming wedding. May the fourth be with you. So it's so great that you have Capital One Miles. I wish I had Capital One Miles because there is an excellent sweet spot award. From anywhere in the U.S. to Hawaii, you can fly on United Airlines for only 7500 miles one way per person using Turkish miles. So what you would do is you would transfer your Capital One miles to Turkish and you would book it on Turkish's website, but fly on United Airlines. But the tricky thing about this is to find the award availability. So I'm going to give you some tips on how to look for that availability. So you'll want to go to the United website and use the calendar feature. And there you're going to look for the 25K Saver Award award in economy, which has this X fare class. Now, if you want to fly business, I will have to say that it's very difficult to find. But if you happen to see it, that will be an I fare class. After you have found your availability on the United website, what you're going to do is you're going to want to book it on Turkish. So you're going to sign up for a Turkish Miles and Smiles account, and that is free. One of the tricky things about Turkish is setting up your password. Just know that it needs to be a six digit number and no letters. I had that issue when I was setting up my account. And when you're on Turkish's website, you're gonna look for award ticket, buy a ticket with miles, and then go to star award ticket. And here you will search for that flight on the dates that you found when you were looking at the United Award calendar. And then you can book this online. Turkish's website is really goofy and it may only let you buy a ticket for yourself. So after you buy the ticket for yourself, then you can try to buy the ticket for your fiance. And if you can't do that, what you have to do instead is contact Turkish Airlines by either calling them or even emailing them. And the trick to emailing Turkish Airlines is you want to Google Turkish Airlines sales office. Send an email to all the Turkish sales offices, I've had to do this before, with all your information, where you're flying, your account numbers, your dates, and the names of the passengers. And just see which sales office responds 
back to you. When I did this, I had a couple respond back to me within 24 hours. And they're usually pretty good at booking it for you if you provided them all of your information. Turkish Airlines recently published a new award chart on its website, which will go into effect on February 16th. This means the 7,500-mile award sweet spot will instead cost 10,000 miles. We recommend booking now rather than later. And then lastly, if you don't want to deal with Turkish Airlines at all, and I understand if you don't, it could be a headache, you can also transfer your Capital One miles to Avianca Life Miles or Air Canada Aeroplan and book the same ticket on United. You can book the same flight on United Airlines for the same date for 23,000 miles one way in economy. So good luck to you, Andrea, in your search. Congratulations, Andrea. And I'm so happy to have a Miami member here on the podcast. Once you have booked your ticket to go to Hawaii, you're going to need somewhere to stay. And I know some of my other podcast members might tell you something about Marriott, but we don't do that. <laughs> so... <laughs> When going to Hawaii, you might want to stay at one of the wonderful Hyatt properties. Some properties that are really hot right now are Grand Hyatt, Kauai and Resort, and Asmawi in Wailea, and the Hyatt Regency, Waikiki. You can use your Chase points, transfer them to Hyatt to book a room at any of these hotels. Now, we have some club access awards that we are going to give you if you decide that you want to stay at one of these hotels, and you can use them to access the Regency Club or the Grand Club, which will provide you with free breakfast for you and your fiance, your now husband. You can also use these club access awards to go to the club in the afternoon to access light snacks and even some drinks for you and your wonderful husband. Send us an email or a DM and we'll send those club access awards right over to you. Congratulations on your wedding and I can't wait to hear all about your honeymoon. Hi Andrea, congratulations. And I wanted to give you another option for stays, for accommodations. So something else that you can do with your Capital One Miles is you can transfer those over to Wyndham Rewards. And through Wyndham, they have a partnership with Vacasa Rentals. So it's kind of like Airbnbs. And for only 15,000 points per night, you can do Vacasa Rental for one bedroom. The maximum that you could book for is up to $350 per night with that. But I mean, that's a great use of points. I think if there's some really nice condos out there. And the 80,000 Capital One Venture Miles that you have would be enough for five nights at, at one of these Vacasa rentals. And I think it would be another good option for you to have. That's awesome. Great advice. Everyone's got some great tips for you. And how cool is that, that we are giving her a little wedding gift? I mean, what other points blogger show does that? Happy wedding, Andrea. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> thank you, everyone. And thank you, Andrea, for sending us your video question. We want you on our show and we might even give you a wedding gift as well. All you got to do is drop us a line on any one of our social media channels, or you can visit us on our website, letsgettothepoints.com, and we'll answer your question right here. Okay, it's almost time for us to wrap up, but before we do, we've got more questions from you off our website and at letsgettothepoints.com. So if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, look for the questions on your screen as we share our best short, quick responses. First question comes from Justin, and he asks, you said EVA instead of EVA during last week's show. Everyone else says EVA. Are we supposed to pronounce it EVA? Good question. <laughs> I like your response, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, do we all need to answer this or maybe should I just answer this? No, no, no. I think this one's specially made for you. Uh, here's what I would say. I always go by what they say on the safety video. So I figure that's got to be the correct or safest way. But maybe it's kind of like the hookah, hukka type of thing. So, you know, each their own. You say hookah, I say hukka. And then we all live in this great world that has Eva, EVA, Qatar, Qatar. <laughs> Um, what else is there? I think that's all, right? I think we can agree it's not Cutter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we can. Uh, yeah. You know, I think the country itself, you can say Cutter, but not the airline. <laughs> okay, next question comes to us from Diane, and they want to know, what is your worst redemption, and are you ready to admit it? Miguel. I guess I would say the one I didn't know what I was doing. I think it was like 30,000 economy for uh, Germany to the U.S. I mean, that's the standard rate, but I didn't know that I could get more, could have done more with that. But yeah, I don't really have bad redemptions. I think a bad redemption is a redemption that you don't take. The one that got away. The one that got away, an opportunity you missed. He canceled Park Hyatt Kyoto so he could go to Ritz-Carlton. I would say a bad redemption is if Air Canada cancels your first class flight, that's a bad redemption. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> hiding words. Hiding. Sorry, I, I, I guess I answered for you, Serena. Sorry. That actually is not my answer. But we all know it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think my answer might be even a little bit worse, but we'll see. Mm. Oh, dear. Wait, is Nicole going to go? So I guess my answer is I don't really have a personal example. Maybe I wish I would have used less points. But when I think about the experience that came out of these trips, then I would say it was worth it. Okay, so for me, I will say, okay, over 10 years ago, I used 60,000 United miles to get an iPad. <laughs> Is that bad? Is that worse than having Etihad cancel on me? I don't know. That is pretty bad, right? Well, you, you got free points with Etihad, though. It could have been worse. I think I. So let me explain. No, um, no, no. I, there, no, there's no need to explain. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really good excuse. No, I wasn't traveling, care. and I needed a babysitter for my child. So oh. Oh, you messed it up. You made it worse. <laughs> 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 Stop while you're ahead. Stop. Stop. Next. Okay, go, Mitch. Next. Go, go, Mitch. <laughs> oh. I I am so embarrassed to even say this, but a few years ago, see, I'm coming clean, unlike Nicole and Miguel. I'm coming I know, clean as well, gosh. right? A couple of years ago, we were trying to get home from Europe, and I found some award space in Qatar, and it was at the two times level, meaning that we had to pay double the points for the redemption. So I was so desperate not to fly in coach, and I said, why not? <laughs> and I did it, and I slightly regret it, but it was double the cost of what you would pay for one, so... How bad is that? It's not bad, Mitch. I wouldn't have booked it. It's not bad. It's bad. We're talking about four coach flights here. <laughs> hey, I came clean, unlike the other two of the four. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Final question tonight comes from Brianna, and they want to know, tell us a fun fact about you that no one knows. Fun fact about Miguel. I can't wait for this. Like I said, I lived in Germany for three years, and that's really when we I started that. traveling. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, we knew that already. <laughs> and you went to the lounge with your boss, and that started the travel. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. now you check for award availability eight hours a day. We know uh, all that. Yes, we've heard <laughs> it. All. I don't have a fun fact. I flipped the house once. There we go. go yeah. <laughs> Dust it up. Did you make up. a lot of money? No, I barely broke even, but because it took me. <laughs> so my plan, my model was like nine months, and it took me like two years to get this done. Yeah, it wasn't 
too bad. It wasn't too good, but yeah, I probably won't do it again. This one's kind of travel related. I always, 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 my dream job was to be a flight attendant. And so when I moved to the US, I don't know if I found it in a newspaper or on a website, they were having casting calls for flight attendant. James and I had just gotten married and I didn't know any better. So I paid this company to help me get a job as a flight attendant. Lo and behold, they never called back. Oh, you were there scammed. There goes my dreams oh. of traveling That was free. a scam, right? <laughs> yeah. It was totally a scam, yeah. Oh, no. Hopefully it wasn't too much. Joke's on them. I'm traveling for free now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Come on. Give us your best welcome aboard. Oh, dear. Uh, like as a Jamaican flight attendant? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Jamaican style. All right. Welcome aboard. Hurry up and <laughs> together so we can take off. <laughs> How about you, Serena? So I don't have any fun travel facts about myself because you guys already know that I got scabies in Amsterdam. <laughs> that was probably like the biggest demon. And you know, I got a first class flight canceled. <laughs> so here is a non-travel fun fact about me. So you know Ali Wong? She is an Emmy Award winner. She has Netflix comedy shows. She's an actress. I was her day camp leader when she was a little one. And Aww. I babysat her one time at her house. And we used to call her Alexandra back then. How about you, Mitch? <laughs> Fun fact about me, not travel related. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but so at the age of 15, I started working at a local radio station and I hung out doing odd jobs there until they gave me a chance to be a DJ on the weekend. And I miss those days very much because that was a lot of fun. So please keep those questions coming. We love answering them here on our show. And it is so much fun. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel to get updates when we release a new episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like and leave us a comment below. Also, feel free to subscribe to us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. And send us a DM if you have any thoughts or ideas on our show. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you wrote us a five-star review for us there. That's it for now. I want to thank all of our hosts, Serena from Passion for Points. Hi, everyone. Miguel from The Travel Sergeant. Later. Nicole from Nicole's Travel Tips. See you guys next week. And I'm Mitch Shannon from Sea to a Suite. You can find out more about us at our website, letsgettothepoints.com. And we'll all see you here next Friday. And Serena and I are going to see you tomorrow. Thanks for watching and listening. Happy Lunar New Year. Yes, happy Lunar New happy Year. New Year. Let's get to the points.com.